Before we start the broadcast of the Wakefield Trinity Heritage podcast, I just wanted to make you all aware of the official sponsors for the 2023 series. Our agency are a full-service digital creative agency specialising in branding, web and content creation. They are delivering results in Wakefield for organisations such as Trinity Walk and the Wakefield Cathedral. And they offer upfront, no-nonsense marketing to help you achieve your goals. Drop them a line, follow them on all their social media accounts or take a look at their website and make our agency your agency. If you are a local business in the Wakefield area and interested in sponsoring the podcast, drop Lee or Jamie a message on the Heritage social media accounts and we'll get back to you as quick as we can. Now, over to you, Cammy. Hi, it's Cammy, Chris Kamara, and you are listening to the Trinity Heritage podcast with Jamie and Lee Robinson. They are unbelievable. Good afternoon, good morning and good evening from wherever you're listening from. My name is Jamie Robinson and welcome to episode 114 of the Wakefield Trinity Heritage podcast. As we edge ever closer to the end of the 2023 season, that means that we're edging ever closer to the end of our podcast in season two. And we're bringing another interesting podcast your way tonight. But before we get into that, let me bring in my co-host, my dad, Lee Robinson. How are we doing, Dad? Hello, hello, and welcome to number 114 of our podcast. Um, I love a, a Best Trinity 13, you know, and over the years, over the podcast, we've been interviewing various guests, and some of them have added in their favourite 13s and favourite players they've played with. Um, so we thought we'd bring it, bring you ours tonight, all very personal. Uh, obviously, people won't agree with everyone, but to begin with, we have chosen our teams from players that we have seen in our Trinity lives. In addition, I've just thrown in a few at the end, which we'll go through at the end. Sometimes, obviously, there's I've, I've sort of, with looking after Trinity Heritage, I've looked at a dream team over our 128 years of rugby league history, not just pre-war, post-war, Super League or whatever. Yeah, and we've, I actually posted out something this morning on social media and on the uh, the Wakefield Trinity Rugby League fans forum as well, just to get a, um, an idea of which type of players are in whose team and there were a couple of surprising names so I'll definitely read out a few of those later on as well um like you say we've picked our own separate ones I know we got we got we've been asked in the past with when we've been interviewed on our own or we've been in certain magazines and whatnot so it's always interesting and the funny thing is we both actually changed them for this podcast um because I think once you start thinking a bit deeper and start thinking a bit broader you realize you've missed a few players out and and one as well, I've certainly changed mine about. So um, we're going to start with what we're going to do. We, we, you, you're you're going to say yours, I'm going to say mine, and then you've got kind of a statistical dream team based on appearances, aren't you? And yeah. then just kind of kind of what, what realistically the best ever Trinity 13 would be based on um, winners' medals, appearances, points, um, what they've done for the team, efforts and whatnot as well. So... We've got a, a nice spread, and then I'm going to round off and just read out a few that have been said on Twitter, on uh, on Instagram, and, and on the uh, the Rugby League forum as well. So hopefully, just a bit of fun. People listening, hopefully, a few names get brought back that you've forgotten. And yeah, you know, if, even if you listen to this podcast, send us send us who you think uh, is in your specific dream team as well. So, so Dad, you you've gone old school. Obviously, you've 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 actually put on for social media this week that it's your fiftieth 
year watching Trinity. It's actually the 50th anniversary of this month. So you've got a team spread over 50 years and you're going with two subs as well. You're going old school. So you've actually only got 15 spots in your dream team. Yeah, so I think with with watching the team for 50 years, I've sort of been watching three different teams. Obviously, I um, when I was a supporter as a kid through the 70s, uh, and then I was a physio through the 80s and 90s, and then as a spectator now through the Super League era. So there's a lot of three different generations. So you try and fit that into a, a dream team. It's quite difficult, really. Mine, so you sort of remember the ones when you were a kid more than anything. So my team is very much pre-Super League with a couple of modern-day stars thrown in. Because when I'll go through them, you'll even like you say, we've changed them over the years. About 10, 15 years ago, I had a, probably a set team. And then every now and again, you with the research I do as well and looking at old videos and looking at old programs and modern day stars uh, slot them slot themselves in. It's difficult comparing eras. You know, how do you compare full backs from the 1970s to the full backs of Super League era? So it's a difficult compete comparing eras plus over the 50 years i've seen neil fox play wally lewis james lowey ray price matt graham steve ella you know and then none of those are in my team i have seen them play but they were only you know neil fox was back in his career all the others were sort of here and there and gone within a year so full back i've gone with les sheard now les sheard was this full back when i was a kid all the way through the 70s um, he came from uh, the Rugby Union, played for Yorkshire, played for England. He was a lot of a great attacking fullback. He could link in the line quite well. And like when you're in your sort of school years, you, you, these sort of players stand out. So he was the fullback through the seventies that took us to Wembley in '79. Um, still around now. He's in our Hall of Fame. Uh, he comes up to the dinners every now and again. So uh, Les Sheard is my number one. I've got two wingers, obviously two wingers in the team. Number two is David Smith against same era as Les Sheard. I grew up watching David Smith. It was like lightning. 1973-74, he scored 38 tries in a season. When you bear in mind this season, our top try scorer is five. Now, I know it's been a bad season. You can see what sort of player David Smith was. He was the last of those sort of generations of speedsters that scored 30-odd tries in a season. Interceptions, match winners. Again, he's still a member of the Wakeful Pass Players Association and comes uh, every now and again to the games. Number five. Now, this is where the Super League comes in. I've put Tom Johnston. Because to me, Tom Johnson's one of the greatest wingers I've ever seen. The way he could run, the way he could finish. Yes, he was injury prone and he, he didn't quite meet that century of tries. But when you look to how some of his tries he scored, along with Ben Jones-Bishop in those last years before he moved to Catalan, before he got injured, I thought he was phenomenal. You know, again, how do you compare him to Andrew Fletcher, Brian Jewell, my heroes from the 70s? But just the way he scored, I think it was fantastic. Centres. Again, back one back to the 70s and one back to my physio days. Keith Smith was a phenomenal player. I don't think he really knew how good he was, really. He came from Rugby Union, um, played for Round Air Rugby Union, played for England, came to Trinity in the late 70s, about 78. But he was always lacking in confidence. He was a target. People were trying to knock his head off. But when he played, by God, he could play. He was, he was sort of a... He could side through defense, defences, could split defences with his with his passes. He just had a sidestep and a swerve. You wouldn't believe uh, and he just sort of, he got hammered out of the game, really. Around about 1981, he retired just because he'd had enough of having his head knocked off and he'd lost his protection. The other sense is Andy Mason. Now, Andy Mason was, again, 100 not tries in his in his career. What a player he was in that right centre. Through the, he came, David Topless signed him in 87. I think he stayed about 80, 93, 94, 95. Uh, what a speedster. He had some pace to burn, did Andy Mason. Great player. Halfbacks, back to the 70s. Only one halfback for me, David Topless, my hero. He was the my hero. He was the captain growing up through the seventies. That the main man. He could 
split the defence. He had speed, he had pace, he had a sidestep, he had a swerve. He was a match winner and he was an all-round good guy, was Topo, his half-back partner of Mike Lankowski. Now, again, when you look at all the scrum halves we've had over the years, I could have picked a, a, a load of them. But again, you remember what you did as a kid. Mike Lankowski was my hero. Not a typical sort of scrum half. He put his head down and bullocked through a bullock through a couple of forwards to score tries. But he was uh, just with that signing. He came from a bit like Keith Smith, came from Rugby Union, played for England Rugby Union, slotted into our back line perfectly in the in the late 70s and played at Wembley. Two props. Now, number eight, I've gone for David Fafita. Now, I thought I think this fella's been phenomenal over the last six, seven, seven years. Came over here in 19, six, 2016. He went home last week. What a bloke, what a player. Now, it's difficult. If I had to pick a dream team over 50 years and you're still putting a bloke in who's just walked away at the weekend, he must be pretty special because I've seen some great props over the years. But again, how do you compare props? George Ballantyne was my hero back in the day. Big George, a bit, bit like a bear. How can you p- compare George Ballantyne, John Burke, to, to David Fafita? It's, they're just different animals now, diff- different machines. But the way Fafita's gone about his business, the way he's played on the field, the way he's looked after himself off the field, the way he's embraced himself in our community. What a bloke, what a player. We're certainly going to miss him. And he's my number eight. Um, my next two, but back to the 70s. Trevor Skerritt was always one of my heroes. I thought he was a power, great player. A bit before his time, he signed for Trinity in 1975 and went up going to Hull for a world record fee in 1980. But in those five, six seasons, he was probably one of the best forwards in the world, one of the best props in the world. Played for Wales, played for Great Britain. You know, he was, was, would have gone well in this day and age, the way he could put his head down and bullock and go through a, go through a gap. Um, he was a start off in the second row, moved up to prop forwards. Uh, and still, and, and after Wakefield, he had a few years at Hull, went to Leeds, went to Keithley, and 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 still progressed through uh, through um, those eras. Again, he occasionally comes back to pass players do. So uh, Trevor Skerritt and David Fafita are my props. Hookers again. There's so many hookers around. You know, I'm a big fan of Billy Conway. I, I still am when um, from my physio days. But Alan McCurry was something different. It was a different side type of hooker when he joined from Whitehaven in 1978. He was a he, he could chip chip from that in half. He's the sort of player we could do with now. You know, you know, you look at your Paul McShane, your Carl Woods, those sort of hookers and that style. He was that style back in 1978. So good that people didn't know what he was going to do next. Sometimes he'd, ch- he'd chip through from acting half back. Nobody knew he was what he was going to do. But he was a, a class above the rest when he came. I was a big uh, Alan McCurry fan, big Cumbrian. Second growers, again, we're still in the 70s. I was a big Graham Idle fan. He worked side by side with Trevor Skerritt. There was sort of like a couple of Bruce brothers, never sort of tackling machine. Um, again, so many second rows over the years. Any like myself, I've seen Danny Kermond, I've seen David Solomona, but Graham Idle sticks out in my mind as just that second grower in the in the seventies that took us to Wembley. Number twelve, Mick Morgan. Again, grew up in the seventies. When you look at the David uh, Lesher, David Smith, Keith Smith, uh, Mike Lankowski, Alan McCurry, Scary Idle, Morgan. It was that era. He grew up watching McMorgan. He worked side-by-side side with Topo. He'd make the break. Topo was on his shoulder and Topo would go under the post. It was just um, 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 an inspirational character on the field. Joined Trinity in 65, made his debut in 67 and moved on in 77. Still around now. Still, Obviously, there's a lot of links to Castleford, but he comes to the past players' dues and uh, is a, a regular comedian whenever we see him. Last but not least, Nigel Bell. Again, so many loose folds we've had over the years. Belly was a shoe in through my physio days. Topo, he was the first one that Topo put on his uh, put on his team sheet um, back in the day. He, he started off as scrum half, moved to loose forward, ended up at prop, also good hooker. You know, he was a tackling machine, never let you down. I was injured. I've got uh, sort of so many pictures of me and Belly in my 
physio portfolio of carrying him off, but tough as teak. Another one who still comes back to the uh, the past players' dues. Um, my subs, Billy, Billy Conway, Johnny Thompson. Again, that same era as Belly, uh, as Nigel Bell and, 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 and Andy Mason. Just from my physio days, Billy came through the cult system. What a great hooker he was. And Johnny, Johnny's Johnny. If you know Johnny Thompson, he's one of those. How many years did he have at Trinity? 20-odd. Um, starting in 78, he was still there 28, 20 years later. Still turns up to the games now. So that's my team. Last year, David Smith, Keith Smith, Andy Mason, Tom Johnston, David Toplis, Mike Lankowski, David Favita, Alan McCurry, Trevor Skerritt, Graham Idle, Mick Morgan, Nigel Bell, Billy Conway, Johnny Thompson. I could change it tomorrow. It's way that sort of thing. But honourable mentions, I was always a big Gary Spencer fan at fullback. I've mentioned Andrew Fletcher and Brian Juliff on the wings. TC, Terry Crook in the centre. I love Mark Conway at Scrum Half. Tim, if we're talking modern day, I thought Tim Smith were magical. The Wizard. Thought he was great in the Super League days. We mentioned George Ballantyne, John Burke at props, Danny Kerman, David Solomon. I could go on, but that's my squad. And I'd have top as my coach as well, so I don't know how he can play and coach at the same time. Different eras. But I was also a big Trevor Bailey fan. Trevor Bailey was a, an inspiration to me as a young physio. He didn't do a... Not many people know him, but he was a first-team coach in about 87. Anybody that played under Trevor loved him, so that's my team. How, how do you think David Topless had managed the feet on in changing room? I don't know. I think he'd, I think he'd just sit back and let him carry on. <laughs> Tiger Anforth was his assistant at the time. He'd get stuck into him, but yeah, he'd just let him carry on. As long as he's doing it on the field, he'll be fine. Now, as you said, it's your 50th anniversary. And I, I can't, one thing, you know, I've been sporting Wakefield all these years. I actually can't remember when my full fandom began. I know, obviously, I, 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 was, I was brought to games when I was one, two, and three years old, but I don't really count that. And, um, I remember my first full season was 2004, but I reckon I went quite a bit in 2003. So I probably have a good 20 years of fandom in that as well. So obviously my entire team is the Super League era. Obviously some coming from the early noughties, late noughties in the tens and up until the present day as well. Um, no no success. I obviously haven't seen any success for Wakefield. I was there at the, the playoff final in, in the late 90s, but again, I was only five. So I, I, it will be a bit remiss of me to, to include any of those players. No offense to them. So I, I've just gone full full Super League as, as probably everybody else has done from from my era. So I'm going to start at fullback. Um, it's funny actually looking at all these. We've interviewed a lot of these as well. So I was looking at my lineup. We've interviewed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, uh, eleven. Eleven of my seventeen. So that's quite good that we've actually managed to do that. And um, if any of them are listening, um. Credit to you. So fullback. We in 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 my era, we've not had many dynamic fullbacks who are going to kind of join the line, um, or or score loads of tries or, or make loads of assists. But my favourite fullback from from the past twenty years is Matty Blaymeyer. I love watching Matty Blaymeyer. He was always reliable. He never seemed to miss a tackle. Never seemed to drop a ball. Scored a few tries and stayed for a period of time as well. I always loved Matty Blaymeyer because he was a bit of an unknown. He said that himself, kind of in his own podcast. We signed him from York. He was a young lad from Leeds. We, he wasn't like a big money signing. We didn't get him off the back of him being a bit of a has-been. He came to us and he's made, he made his name at Wakefield. And if anyone ever speaks about Matty Blamey, they speak about his time at Wakefield as well. Um, I, I really enjoyed watching the likes of Richie Mathers and Scott Griggs play, but they were probably in the autumn of their career. After they came to us, they probably achieved more elsewhere and played better rugby at other clubs. And obviously, Max Jowett at the minute... Um, He's, he's just passed 100 games for the club. He's probably going to play a lot more. Um, but he's played through some tough times and, and he's probably not... He's probably up there, probably my top three. 
Um, and I could change my mind in another couple of years. But yeah, Matty Blamey is my fullback. Um, talk about dynamic. I've got I've, for my wingers. I've got one ex- exceedingly dynamic winger, and another who was just an, a total powerhouse. I'll start with what you said. Tom Johnston is a he's my winger. Probably the, the most the most electrifying player I've ever seen play for Wakefield, probably will do for a long time. Just the type of player that if he got the ball, 95% of the, of the crowd watching him would, would get on the feet and be excited about what he was going to do next. You know, he could, he could run hundred meters and score a try. He could dive in the air. He could score from any direction and, and coming to the waters, the end of his Wakefield career before he joined Catalan, he was actually making tries as well. So he was becoming that really excellent world-class, well-rounded um, winger. And, Selfishly, it was brilliant because he came from our academy. I know he's, I know he's a Leeds lad. He, he, he came, he came through um, some other pathways, but we created him, we we blossomed him, and we made him into what he was. And he got an England cap under us as well. Um, so fantastic. We've I've interviewed him twice. We've had him once on this podcast. He's a great, great bloke. Obviously, got a young family now, living in Catalan and, and potentially winning some silverware with with Catalan as well this year. So great to see. Loved watching Johnston play. Loved watching his entire career at Trinity. And my other one is is from those early days of when. I first started watching under the Shane McNally era. That was big semi-Tajalala. He had a, he had two spells at Trinity. Just an absolute beast, almost like our own version of Leslie Vinacolo and the big Fiji. And again, I, I, I don't remember him much down under. He must have played for, for a couple of other clubs. Um, but we kind of, we signed him and people didn't know too much about him, but he just came off the back of us getting rid of Sova Tabua. So we, we kind of got rid of one big bustling winger and got another one. He was always on the end of of those of those great players off the back of Solomon and um and all them guys, just a, a great character as well. Always really remembered. Big Afro, always always colourful and, and a great personality. As, as a lot of those guys who come from that region are they're very humble, very grounded, work hard, and he scored lots of tries. So it's what you wanted to see. As a you know, I was ten, eleven at that point, and, and loved seeing him. Um, centers, two very different centers. I, I, you know, if you ask me my top five favourite Trinity players, they're probably all playing similar positions. I've had to cram um, a few players in, in 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 positions that they have played in, but they're not their primary position. So I'll start with the centres. I've gone with Dean Collis in one centre. Probably the, the, the best centre I've ever seen play for Wakefield. Probably a bit too good for us at times. Almost like that, that Mark Gaznia, Matt Gidley type of centre where he can make 100 metres a game, get three try assists and still... People don't really rate him that much because it almost looks like he's he's um, gone under the radar a little bit. Fantastic, could could create space out of out of anything, um, but equally he didn't, he didn't ever have much space himself. Very very quick, very dynamic again, and and he loved loved putting in his winger for a try. Apparently quite an understated character. Can't find him anywhere on social media. That he uses social media, we can't get him for an interview. We don't know where he is. Nobody, not many people knows where he is. So he might just be one of these players that played the game and, and just did his own bit and is left now, but made a, made a semi-name for himself at Cronulla. And again, he only ever played for us over here. So I always liked that, that these players played for us and, you know, he didn't go on to Leeds or Wigan or anything. And, and uh, he made his name playing for Wakefield. Um, big game players. So I remember him always stepping up um, in the big games. And then the other centre is also going to be the captain of my team, and that's Jason Dimitriou. Obviously, I know JD played on the wing. He played in um, in the back row and he played loose forward as well. But as as we'll see, going to the back end of my team, I, I just couldn't fit him in anywhere else. Just captain fantastic. Everybody knows what, what JD means to the club. If he ever comes back, he'll be treated as royalty. Um, stood up throughout the entire pe- time period where we lost um, Adam Walker, um, Leon Walker, sorry, and... Uh, Adam Wattin, 
um, while the shirt really stood up as captain, was there through the tough time, scored scored that big try in, in the Battle of Bellevue against Castleford um, and, and just played anywhere and played out of his skin every single time. I, stats weren't around as much those days, but I bet his, his stats were always through the roof. Really grounded bloke, obviously a very good captain as well He's um, and, and a coach as well. He's done very well in his coaching career. Um, and just all-round legendary figure for Trinity, especially in my age group. So, fantastic player. Couldn't not have him in the team. So, I fitted him in at centre as well. Halfbacks, a couple of couple of worldy halfbacks. I've gone with number six. I've gone with Jamie Rooney. He'd probably be my kicker for the team as well. Um, scored tries, made tries, kicked goals. Um, fantastic player from the area. Obviously, Featherstone lad, Jamie Rooney. Um, and he was a bit of an idol for me growing up. I didn't really have many idols or heroes in sport because a lot of my teams weren't very good. And they're still not very good now in, in Wakefield Trinity and Leeds United, so I didn't have much to look up to. But I remember once I I um I can't remember what we were doing there, but I, I uh we managed to go down to Bellevue either to watch a training session or, or something, and I managed to get a picture with Jamie Rooney in a I had an old red and blue striped Trinity top, and I had a Mohawk at the time for some reason. I was dying to get this photo with Jamie Rooney just because he was my favourite player at the time. Um, and he was he was for a lot of other people around that time as well. Um, fantastic player, very reliable, really good guy, good good humble character, good family man as well, looking on social media. Um, again, one day we'd love to get him on the podcast, but just just fantastic, fantastic player all around. Really enjoyed watching him. And then the other, um, you've already mentioned him for your for your maybes, but we interviewed him the other week, and that's the Wakefield Wizard in Tim Smith. Love watching him play. Could could, could create something out of nothing. Um, bit too much of a character sometimes, I guess, off the field. It kind of prematurely ended his career at Trinity there, but for what he did, for what he you know he played eighty eight games for us, and he'll go down. As a modern day great, and people still love to talk about him. Number of try assists he got, um, had that fantastic link with Kermo as well. Um, and, and everybody who played with him still speaks highly of him, even though he did get himself into a bit of trouble. Everybody we've interviewed from around that time period said that he's a really good bloke, and that proved it when we interviewed him the other week as well. So, yeah, that's uh, Jamie Rooney and Tim Smith in the arts. Um, props, I think a lot of people, a lot of people my age will pick these two props for their starting props, and that's David Fafita and Michael Karkidis. Just two absolute bulls, two two big wildebeest who might not give you loads of big minutes, although Fafita's got a bit of an engine on him, but when they're on there, they'll probably make 100, 150 metres per game. They might make a few errors, they might concede a few penalties, but they'll run the blood to water and run, run everything they can into the ground. It's a shame that these two never cross paths and, and their errors just slightly missed each other. But it speaks for themselves. I don't even really need to say much else about Fafita. I said it on social media last week. For me, he's, he's probably the, the biggest influence on, on Wakefield Trinity since David Topless. And, I, and that's maybe a bit of an, a, a big statement, but um, nobody seemed to disagree with it. So I, I think that's probably about right. And, and Corky as well, again, he, he came with a bit of rep as an NRL player, but hadn't played loads of games and just destroyed teams on his own. There's that famous, infamous run against Hull in the playoffs in 2004 where he almost went the full length of the field. It was a shame that he went to Castleford, but we can kind of forgive that in in, uh, in retrospect. And it was a great interview that we had on. I remember him waking up early in the morning and was sat in his garden at the equivalent of 4am his morning or something. So really good guys. Dave Fita and Michael Korkidis. Number nine, I was trying to think for ages for my number nine. We've had, we've had a lot of, of good hookers, but no incredibly game-changing hookers who stayed for a long period of time. I, I think of players like Tavita Leolatu, Brad Drew, um, Paul McShane, you know, Liam Hood to an extent now, um, Paul Ayton, 
Um, but I've gone for two. I've actually gone for a starting nine and then I've gone for one off the bench as well. And these two, I've just loved playing both fast, both quick, both good off a quick play of the ball, both very accurate at the passing, both scored tries and both could play in the halves as well. So I've gone with number nine, Kyle Wood, and then coming off the bench, Sam Ops as well, who we've interviewed twice for this podcast. Both both fan favourites. Both will probably make a lot of team of um, dream teams of, of people of their own as well. Love watching them both. Kyle Wood's obviously still playing now, and I'd probably still have him back at Trinity as well, actually. Um, both really good off the bench. I always felt whenever Kyle Wood would come off the bench for us, we always were a better team, and we always have a, had a bit of extra spark as well. So, yeah, I've gone with Kyle Wood at nine and Sam Obst at 14. And then my back row, I, could, I couldn't shift any of these. These three had to be my back row because that's why I've ended up with Jason Dimitri in the centre. And I'll read them all out. We've interviewed all three. They're probably my three favourite Wakefield players of all time, along with Fafita and, and JD. And that's David Solomon and Danny Kermond and Gareth Ellis. Um, I've got to have Kermond and Solomon in the second row and I'm sure Ellis will do a job at 13. All exceptionally talented players in their own right. All three of them are great characters. We've interviewed all three of them. They might be my three favourite interviews of all time. Solomona was was my jaw-dropping favourite as a young kid. I still remember being stood in the North Stand with, with my family and watching him flick these passes out and trying to do it myself for Alton Raiders or Atwood Grange at, um, at 12 and 13 years old. Nobody had ever seen anything like it at our level, especially from a second row. You'd see people like Matt Gidley doing it for Newcastle or, you know, these Aussies at a top-class level. But Solomona was doing it and making tries and making, again, not not there wasn't loads of stats back then, but I would imagine he made close to 100 metres every game. Um, and again, he had that he had that same side with, with Tajalala and, and Sid Domic, which was just terrifying for, for that short period. Kermo's Kermo, the, you know, King of Wakefield, Captain Kermo, we can call him everything he wants. He's had his own adversities, his own resilience, and he's just a fantastic character. Again, we know he played for Huddersfield and he's playing for York, but he made his name at Trinity and should have should have got an England cap under us. I think that's still a bit quite annoyingly disputed from a lot of our fans. And Gareth Ellis obviously went on to play for, for Leeds, which was unfortunate. Won the cup twice with Hull and had an extraordinary career at West Tigers and with Great Britain, but he started with us and he came through with us. And... Um, I feel like he's my mate now. He speaks to me on Twitter every now and again. And if he is listening, I know he's a he's a big fan of the podcast. He does like to listen, as does Kermo. So um, it's, it's, it's daft how, how well this podcast has connected us with these types of figures. And then I'm quite blessed and quite honoured that I, you know, I'm in semi-regular contact with these type of guys. Um, so, yeah, I just couldn't not include them all. Solomona, Kermo and Ellis in my back three. And then I've said already, obviously on the bench, and I've gone with two props coming off the bench in Richard Moore and Tinny Rowerona, just for the service that they put in. Uh, you know, Tinny, Tinny was always underrated for us, I felt. He was always kind of behind the popularity of Fafita um, and the likes and, and whatnot as well. And, and he just a workhorse, Work, played played for a long period of time with us. One-man club in, in, in English rugby league as well. He only ever played for us. And Richard Moore, he had a couple of spells with us. We've interviewed him. He's, he's a good bloke, really good family man. Worked hard, no nonsense. Got into a bit of trouble sometimes, but you, you kind of like that. And I've actually switched me, me other... Pro- I did actually have Kyle Amor in. Um, great, great guy, Kyle, and made his name pretty much at, at Leeds and St. Helens as well. But I've switched it. After looking at it, I can't not put Bill Bill Tupu in. Um, a, a, a huge figure, such such a good player. Um, and and, and so, so unfortunate that his, his Trinity career ended, or his, his rugby league career as a whole ended prematurely with us, and he didn't really get a proper goodbye. But... You know, if, if if JD wasn't in the centre, Tupa would have been in the centre because he's probably the most dominant centre I've ever seen 
almost in terms of that Latrell Mitchell, Greg English type running through, literally running through players um, to provide for for Johnston um, and and score his own tries. Obviously, he made the dream team whilst he played for us as well. Um, death defyingly talented player. Uh, scary and probably my favourite ever partnership at Trinity is is him and Tom Johnston as well. Um, I've gone with the late great Shane McNally as my coach, and I've I've gone with his his, his assistant just because I couldn't squeeze him in the side. I've gone with Ben Jeffries doing a good good um good service at PNG at the minute the women's team. So um I could not put Ben Jeffries in. I've put I've put you as physio as well just just to kind of fill in the gaps there as well. Um, but yeah, so that's my team. Um, Matty Blairmeyer, Semi Tajalala, Dean Collis, Jason Dimitru, Tom Johnston, Jamie Rooney, Tim Smith, David Fafita, Kyle Wood, Michael Corkidis, David Solomona, Danny Kermon, Gareth Ellis, and then coming off the bench, Sam Obst, Richard Moore, Tini Rowerona, and Bill Tooper with Shane McNally and Ben Jeffries and the coaching staff. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. I didn't pick a, a kicker or a captain in my team, <clears throat> but just looking at my team, Keith, Keith Smith is probably the only kicker there. But the, the 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 captain is Topo, so Topo's my standoff. Topo's my captain, and Topo's my coach as well. What we also thought we'd do is over the years I've done lots of different dream teams. So I've done I've, I've put together a dream team of players that have played the most most number of times in this set position. So for example, um, Neil Fox is in the centre. Neil Fox is going to be the centre of any any dream team going for Trinity. But one of the reasons is there. He's played of all his career. He's played four hundred ninety games at centre. So he's our most most centre. The next one behind him at centre is a fellow called Archie Siswick on two hundred and forty one. Archie was only played played under um, John Parker in nineteen nineteen to nineteen thirty. So that's the example. So the top two centres ever in our history are Neil Fox, who's played in the number four shirt four hundred and ninety times. Archie Siswick played in the other centre two hundred and forty one. So that's the basis I've done this dream team. Full back, we've got Jimmy Metcalf. We, we had him on the Trailblazers a couple of weeks ago. He was from 18, the 1800s to 1911. He's our top full-back of appearances. 374 times he pulled on the uh, the full-back shirt. Our wingers, um, Ernest Bennett. We've never actually discussed him yet on the uh, Trailblazers, but he's one for the future. He played from 1898 to 1914, the first bloke to score 100-odd tries for, for the club. 386 appearances on the wing in his 16-year career. On the other wing's Fred Smith. Fred Smith was... A record try scorer played from 56 to 65, 267 games and, and 173 tries. I, I don't believe I haven't got it uh, in front of me, so that's where he is. Ernest Bennett and Fred Smith, and the um, on the wings. This fellow keeps cropping up. Topo, Topo's number six out of all our history 128 years of history. Topo's the man who's played a standoff the most times. We've had a lot of standoffs over the years, uh, but Topo's played there 403 times. He's played all over everywhere, played on the wing, played at centre, come off the subs bench, but he's our top standoff. Number seven is Herbert Goodfellow. We've had him on the Trailblazers. 417 appearances at Scrum Half, more than any other Scrum Half in our history. In his, he played for 17 years at Trinity. Um, the couple of bookends at props um, <coughs> fit and sort of squeeze themselves in. We've mentioned both of them. <coughs> nearly, nearly, <coughs> excuse me, nearly Crossland and Harry Wilkinson. Between them, they've over a thousand games. Between them at props, um, nearly crossed and played 533. Harry Wilkinson played 505. Harry Wilkinson played another 100 in the back row as well. So that's uh, that's our props. Thousand games between them. Crikey. And then Hooker, Len Marson. Very pre-war is this team. Simply because not many players moved on. You know, the most recent one we've got in this whole team is, is Topo, who, who retired in 1988. 
because all the others, a lot of the, a lot of this pack are pre-war. Um, Len Marson played 305 appearances in his 14 years at hooker. No other hookers have been ever nowhere near that. Billy Conway's second. Our second rows are probably the two of the greatest second rows in our history. Mick Exley and Bill Orton. We've had those on the Trailblazers. <clears throat> 449 appearances for Exley, 441 for, for Orton. So that's nearly 900 appearances between them uh, as a second row. And then we've got Len Bratley at loose forward. Len Bratley was the same era as a good fella. Wilkinson, Exley, Harry Murphy, that era. 236 appearances at loose forward. <laughs> we've had a lot of loose forwards over the years, but he played 12 years at loose forward as well. So that's our dream team, just by pure appearances in different in, in set positions. Very pre-war, as I mentioned, not many people moved on in, in that era, whereas from the war onwards, Neil Fox was obviously there for a while, Topo was there for a while, Fred Smith was there for a while, uh, and then we're looking at sort of Len Marson into the 50s uh, and Goodfella. So that was our dream team, just through longevity, loyalty to Trinity, who stayed there the longest. Brilliant stuff. And that, just kind of touching before you touch on... Um the all-time best Trinity 13, which is not too dissimilar to what you've already said. Um, I posted out on Twitter earlier today just in regards to what other people's dream teams are. Uh, it's interesting to see. Um, I think the majority of the ones who've replied are probably more my error, but it's always interesting to see if people have, have replied. There's just, just a few different names. Um, Bradley Finnan has, has said, Blameyer, Johnston, Tupu, Dimitri, and then Peter Fox on the wing. Peter Fox, another great winger. Uh, Jeffrey Smith. Corky, Obst, Fafita, Ali Awatiti at, at, at second row as well, big influence in, in those hard days. Danny Kermon and then Joe Westerman at 13. Joe Westerman, obviously, big influence in his short career. Down at Bellevue, Matty Sellers has said, Jowett, Johnston, Collis, Elias, Tajalala, uh, Bruff and Jeffries, Fafita, Ayton, Korkida, Solomon, Awatiti, Demetriou, Craig Rhodes um, has said, Shane Tronk at prop. Uh, just a different name in there with, with Paul Ayton at nine as well. Sid Domic is involved in there. Richard McNicholas has mentioned Colin Alpenny at fullback, who we've not mentioned. Nigel Wright at six. Jeff Bagnell at seven. Um, Ryan Hudson at nine. Adrian Shelford at 10. Ray Price at 13. Willie Porton at 12. You can probably guess how old he is. He's, he's probably that generation where he grew up watching the 90s with the likes of uh, Wrighty and, and Jeff Bagnell in there. Um, ben has, has mentioned Martin Martin Holland at fullback, Justin Brooker at centre, uh, BJB on the wing, David March at nine, um, and Willie Poaching at, at loose forward. Um, apologies for not in, involving every single team here. I'm just trying to name who, who we haven't said already. And then Richard has mentioned a few other extra names as well. He's put Henry Paul at fullback, who we've, none of us have mentioned before. BJB on the wing, uh, Nigel Wright and Bagnell at six and seven, who, who seem to be a couple of favourites there. Michael Jackson at second row, as, as Richard said, Michael Jackson. And Joe Westerman again at loose forward. Um, so there's some interesting names there. And then on the forum, on the Wakefield forum, a couple of names. Slightly confusing. So one, one of them has, has picked his team based on how good these players have been in their career, which, you know, each to their own, it's their team. Because some, someone has picked Kevin Locke at fullback. Um, he, he wasn't fantastic for Wakefield, but again, each to their own. Ben Cocaine on the wing. Shane Tronk at prop again. Joe Westerman at 13, coming out quite a lot there. Um, Paul Ayton in there. Um, Eastern Wildcat has put Andy Mason at the centre with Sid Domic. Um, Nigel Wright and Danny Bruff. I don't know how well, how well they'd have gone together in the arse. And then a back row of Gareth Ellis, David Solomon and Ray Price. Some, uh, some some cracking names there. Justin Poor as well in, on the bench, who was uh, brilliant from more of a modern era. Um, Mopsy has said... Um, Henry Paul, Andrew Fletcher, Steve Eller, 
Wally Lewis, Mike Lampkowski, Bill Ashurst is put in there as well. Benny Westwood, David Topless coming off the bench. Pop Tart has said um, Henry Paul at fullback. Um, wingers Lewis Murphy and Tom Johnston. I'm surprised that Lewis Murphy he's not obviously he's only played a handful of games, um, but obviously he's made a bit of an impact on, on Pop Tart there. Steve Eller and Sid Domic in the centres. Wally, Wally Lewis and Mike Lampkowski. David Feeter, Sam Hobbs, Trevor Skerritt. David Solomon, Gazellis, and Ray Price. He, he says he's not put David Toppers in. He's had to pick Wally at six. Um, and then Trojan Horse. I wasn't sure if there was a bit of trolling here because he has put Ryan Tongia at fullback, which I don't remember being a, that much of a good player. But, you know, if, you, if you're serious, then fair play. Um, he has put Sova Tabura on the wing with with Tom Johnston. Brad Drew at nine. Shane Tronk again, who's made a few, made a few dream teams. So he's obviously had a bit of an influence there. Um, and then last but not least... I know that's it actually. So yeah, a couple of names that we haven't we haven't mentioned. Any any that stood out for you? A few have said Joe Westerman at thirteen, Shane Tronk as well stood out, and uh, um, Jeff Bagnell and Nigel Wright in the ass. Yeah, Henry Paul keeps cropping up as well. Henry Paul was sort of one of those areas in between my physio days and in between my sort of heritage days. I wasn't I wasn't a regular at Bellevue, but anybody even you know I asked my dad, your granddad, who's been following Trinity since the forties. I do believe he picked Henry Paul in his all time dream team when when we asked him many a few weeks ago. Brilliant stuff. And then just to round off, just a, a purely heritage all-time best 13. I know you've covered most of them already in the other in the other statistical 13, but just a few names that we who would make this purely off kind of what they've done for the club and what they've won. Yeah, it's difficult. I'm just looking at the from that dream team that I've mentioned from from appearances. It's been, it could be virtually the same team. I didn't realise when I was doing it. But, you know, if you had to pick an all-time best Trinity 13, bear in mind 1895 to 2023. I don't know. I don't, how do you compare fullbacks? Matt Blaymeyer, Jerry Round, Charlie Pollard. How do you compare standoff halves? Arthur Fletcher, David Topless, Poynton, Harold Poynton, scrum halves, Fafita, Jack Wilkinson, Harry Wilkinson at props, scrum halves, Johnny Parkin, all the way over to Tim Smith. Typical to do. So I don't know how you actually do it. But from looking at the team I selected this morning or over the years that I've looked, my fullbacks are Jimmy Metcalf and Charlie Pollard. Oh, you know, because we've done both these on the Trailblazers, it's difficult to split them because they're both legends. One was legends pre-First World War. Charlie Pollard was legends in the middle of between the, the wars. The full-back wingers, you can't go past there. And he's Bennett and Fred Smith. I mentioned those earlier. Centres, Neil Fox. Back in the day, everyone used to be Callan Skeen as the, as the other best centre that sort of partnered uh, Neil Fox. Throw, I'd throw Brookie in there, Ian Brook. You know, when we've had him on the podcast, you, you sort of look at his career. You can't go far off Brookie as Brookie and Neil Fox has been our best ever centres. Standoff halves. How can you split Harold Point and David Topless? I don't think you can. Maybe maybe Point and one more trophies that Topo carried us through the 70s. Scrum halves. John T. Parkin, Herbert Goodfella, Keith Holiday. You know, that, that's even before Mike Onkowski, before Super League. To me, John T. Parkin is probably one of the greatest players that's ever played for Trinity. So I've, I'm going to put John T. Parkin at seven. The pack is very similar to, as I mentioned before, you know, your props, you've got Crossland and Wilkinson. Throwing Jack Wilkinson, anybody that's seen him play in the 60s said he were a mighty player. Don Vines as well. My dad will tell you all about Don Vines. In fact, going back to the wingers, I've, I've, there's, there's Dennis Booker. Um, it needs to be fit, uh, mentioned as a, as, an, as, a, as a thought there on the wing. Um, Len Marsh and Ucker, we've mentioned. Mick, Mick Hexley, Bill Horton in the second row. You know, Probably the greatest second row we've had in our history looking at that. You throw in Bombay, you throw in Trevor Skerritt. When it comes to loose forward, there's probably only one in Derek Turner. So it's still difficult to compare. You know, I haven't the, the, the last one there was the most recent one there is Topo. 
anybody else could add. You know, you look on look on Facebook, and uh, people are always putting the dream teams in. But this is my sort of dream team squad, best in our history. If we could actually all have them at their uh, their greatest uh, greatest time. Superb stuff. Really enjoyed that. And anybody else, even though we've done the podcast now, if you're listening to this and you you want to fire out your dream team, just put it out on social media, tag us in it, or, or do whatever you want. It's always interesting to look at who people perceive as, as their favourite player and and, uh, and do they enjoyed watching over time. Thank you, everybody, for listening to episode 114 of the Wakefield Trinity Heritage Podcast. You can find us on podcasting platforms worldwide and follow us on Facebook under the Wakefield Trinity Heritage banner and on Instagram and Twitter too. Massive thank you to my co-host, Lee Robinson, and make sure to tune in this coming Monday as we begin to wind down the podcast as we welcome a huge figure in rugby league and, and all of sport these days, really. He's well-known throughout the world in Mick Morgan. I've been Jamie Robinson, and we will catch you all down the road. Hi, it's Cammy Tris Kamara. You have been listening to the Trinity Heritage Podcast with Jamie and Lee Robinson. It's unbelievable.